Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be digging into this week? Ryan, on this week's show, I'm sorry to inform you and the audience, we're going to be discussing politics, so everyone just go ahead and shut this off right now. Done. And drug recovery high schools. More on that later. Drug recovery high schools. What about you, Ryan? Tyler, this week I give you some less than casual racism as we begin the countdown of the top 10 racist cartoons of all time. And something else to do with your Kegel muscles. So let's squeeze this one out. Tyler, I think it's time to unleash your inner shame. I think it's time to just let go. Oh boy, have I been trying. Yeah, how's that? What is the purpose? You're, you're the more learned of the two of us when it comes to this stuff. What is the purpose of shame? Shame, well, I wouldn't say purpose. I would say the reason behind shame is that it's something that is given to us. It is something that is placed upon us by other people's uh, beliefs, by the things that we're told when we're younger. You can't have shame all on your lonesome. You can't come up with like, hey, I think I probably shouldn't have been doing this. It has to be given to you by someone else. That, that is guilt. Shame, ah. shame is behaviors that we exhibit because we feel bad about this thing. Whereas guilt is like, oh man, I feel bad because I did something wrong. Okay, so me hiding my homosexuality, which one is that? That is shame. Oh, really? That, that is a behavior. You are actively hiding because you believe that makes you less than. Thinly veiled, Tyler. Thinly <laughs> veiled. Now, I want to unleash my shame because on this show, we chronicle, you know, our growth, our our mental buildup. We're uh, every now and then we have a nice little trauma dump. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I figured that's like every episode yeah. of the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like we should be paying the listeners as a therapist, but I want to talk about some of my own behaviors that are perhaps peculiar. Perhaps I'm a little bit ashamed of them. First of all, we pay them in laughs. Second of all, <laughs> that's really great. That's Thank you. It's, it's you always, 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 always. And that's not a word I use very often. I used it here four times, I yep. think. Always, number five, want to get those out. You don't want to hold on to shame. It tears you apart from the inside. No matter what, there's nothing that you want to just bottle up and push down in that little well <laughs> that I call my heart, Tyler? No. Are you sure? Are you a no. doctor? It is an absolute fact. Absolute 100% across the board. We want to let go of these things. Okay. I'm going to let it go, man. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to start easy. Should I get one of those tarps like they use at UFC fights in case I don't get blood on me? I'm thinking more of a Gallagher <laughs> show. Whatever. Because this is going to be kind of... Oh, you actually just visited a UFC. I, 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 did. I, I a UFC I did. event. Yeah. I is, do they actually have tarps? To no, no, no. Prevent no. themselves from getting AIDS? No. They, <laughs> they actually, as a matter of fact, the seats are, are pushed back a little bit from the from the. Uh, is, how the far ring. can a molar fly, Tyler? I, I wasn't sure. I unfortunately was not close enough to see teeth fly, but I'm sure they were doing it. Well, you could you could absolutely see the blood on the mat. It was covered in blood. I am not sure how I would feel about that. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So let's start easy. Okay. This okay. one is real. You can go ahead and reinforce these ideas. You tell me if I should be ashamed of this. I don't know that I'm ashamed of this for real, but I do know that it's strange. I make a lot of my decisions in life by flipping a coin. Yeah. A yeah, lot. Yeah, sure. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're unsure of what to do, then which is constant. Okay, and what's the difference between just guessing or flipping a coin? Let the universe decide. That's that's my thought. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of people think that is shameful, is is crazy. I mean, I, I use shameful there to kind of hit a note again, but this is weird. I, I you know, I don't do it in front of people. I, but I would ask I would ask those people, what is the difference between him flipping a coin and you simply guessing left or right, yes or no? What's the difference? You got my back, Tyler. You're the fucking man. I, I you know what it is? I won't even give my reason for it, but like you said, life is uh, you know, it's a box of chocolates. Who knows what's going to happen with your decisions? I like to leave it up to to the universe, as you said, to keep it easy. Yeah, well, my choices seem to come with a chocolate allergy, so I don't know. It's a bit of a problem. I've been waiting to use this EpiPen, Tyler, and you just give me the big red swollen go, and I will take care of you. Number two, I wear the same thing every day, not unlike Ronald McDonald. 
you wear the same thing every day. Sure. What do you mean? Well, I wear my gym shorts, uh-huh. which are the same. I yeah. change my underwear, of course, mm-hmm. and I change my shirt, but it's always the same shirt. So every time that people see me, I'm wearing exactly the same thing if I'm not working. And uh, I think it's just a strange thing, and it's just very easy for me. I don't have to make decisions. Yeah. I mean, how often are you seeing the same person to where they think they're going to think you're wearing the same clothes? I go to the gym at least once a day. Yeah. yeah so but, but they, they think I'm out of my mind, sure. and I understand it. Rebuttal? Fuck those people. I have been trying, <laughs> but apparently there's some sort of rule where you got to wear your towel outside of the sauna. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were to go to dinner two nights in a row and wear the same thing, that might be a little odd, but it's the fucking gym. Like, I'm supposed to sweat in these clothes. I'm not here to style anything. I'm with you. I'm just saying I run into people often, and I'm wearing the same thing that I was wearing yesterday. Yeah, maybe shame's not it, but just I, I feel like I'm unconventional and a little bit strange. Okay, but let me ask you, where does the, let's just use it just for lack of a better term, let us. shame come in? What part of that brings you, quote unquote, shame? That's why I don't think shame is the right word. It's just weird. I guess I guess I'm doing this wrong. Okay, well, judgment. Let's but, say judgment. Judgment, why, sure. Where does the judgment come in? What is it about that situation that causes you to judge yourself? I genuinely worry, and you know this to be true, that I am losing my mind. I I am worried that some of the weird stuff that I do isn't because I have these great ideas. It's because I'm losing my mind. We said this last week. The more you worry about you losing your mind, the saner you are. That's what they want you to think. And finally, Tyler. (laughs) Who is they? (laughs) I spend way too much time organizing my shopping cart. I genuinely was filled with shame because I, I like to match it up, man. I like to Tetris that bitch. Oh, you mean while you're in the grocery store yes. pushing a cart along? Yes. Okay, that's weird. It's got a... <laughs> Tyler, I need you. That's weird. Is that weird? You, you I like organize... it on the fit like Tetris. Yeah. Do you just heap it all in there? Oh, like... yeah. As long as the soft stuff is at the top and the and the firmer stuff is at the bottom, who gives a shit? It can be in there all willy-nilly. No, Who gives no. a fuck? Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I, I just... I don't prefer it that way, and I'm willing to spend a good amount of time to make sure that it isn't. Is the judgment worth it? Is the shame worth it? I don't know any other way. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Bienvenidos, bitches, and welcome to another Those Guys You Hate. Tyler, my brother, my friend, my co-host. How you doing, bud? I'm good, buddy. May I just say thank you for arranging those three in order from sanest to craziest. We built on the crazy scale as the we went. The thing is, is that you back me up, and then all of a sudden, like, you know where you pull the, the you know, the tablecloth out from under the dishes? You were just gone. And Always I, wanted to do that. I'm just standing there. It doesn't work, Tyler. Nah, do not do that. I, it I just want to ruin a dining room. Oh, <laughs> do that. <laughs> Tyler, uh, we talked a little bit on the pregame uh, about how nasty the weather is here in Miami, and... Once uh, in a generation storm, right? No, I, this is the first I'm hearing of that. What does that mean? It means that it's supposed to hit one every thousand years of this kind of rainfall down here in South Florida. Really? This yeah. is the first I'm hearing of it. And I'm glad that you said that because I'm seeing them close schools because of flooding. I've never seen that before. Not down here. Never seen that in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are we worried? Are these... Uh, probably should be. We probably should be, Tyler. I'm going to ignore it, but I probably should be worried. We're going to start. As soon as we're done here, we're going to sit down. We're going to get worried let, about Let me that. set an alarm really quick. Now, Tyler, what happens on this show very often is we, we talk about feelings. We talk about emotions. Like, what? what do you, I, I don't know. Is it th- therapeutic kind of stuff? How would you kind of bottle it all up? What would you say? You mean how we talk about them on this show? Yeah, it comes up very often. Yeah, we just talk about our feelings. I think I think what, what it is, one of the main tenets of this show is beyond all the jokes and beyond everything that we do, it is being able to discuss our emotions uh, as if we were talking about the weather. This shouldn't be some big thing, although it can be, but people should just be allowed to just, hey, how are you doing today? I shouldn't need to give some kind of generic, oh, I'm okay. I should be allowed to talk about how I feel. Not to me, Tyler. Uh, okay. I, Tyler, right. I've got other people that not care what they're talking about. I got to move on to the next You're one. You're playing you know offense I mean? and defense simultaneously. Isn't that weird how when you actually answer somebody's questions of like, hey, how are you doing? They, you can see their, their face almost freeze up like, oh my God, this guy is actually answering. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with this dude? Yep. Yeah. Well- Here's the thing. 
Yeah. How, how are you doing does not mean how are you Please doing. Please don't it, tell me it, how you're doing. It means what's up, dude. Now leave me alone. Well, you know how often people are like, well, I could tell you, but nobody cares anyway. Or what, what's that bumper sticker that people say? Oh, I could tell you, but no one would listen. Same shit, different pile. I always love that one. That's a good one. <laughs> if you've arrived at piles of shit, you're in trouble. Okay. Well, maybe I'll stop using that one. Mm-hmm. So we talk about feelings so often, but how often do we talk about solutions? I know often we do, but I'm talking about physical things that you could do. I'm talking about like, hey, it's not just that I feel like this or I'm trying to, you know, control my my, my thoughts. It's like, what, so here's something that I can really do about this to change my situation. Do you remember how I told you I was getting so frustrated because I thought the universe was bleeping me because every time I would go to the gym, I got stopped at the street where there was the car in the right turn lane. Mm-hmm. And all I did was I just started turning right from the other lane. Yep. Completely changed the whole situation. Never worried about it again. How often do you think it is that you could find a solution like that in life? Oh, very often. I think so often we as humans are more addicted to those feelings of victimhood. Exactly. And, and, and oh, woe is me. Because, and this might shock people to hear this, it gives us the same kind of feeling. Oh, I feel so good as people who say who who are narcissists and think they're the greatest in the world. I love being outraged, man. <laughs> it's two sides of the same coin, which is I'm special. Give me special uh, treatment. Do you know who you're doing this to yeah. right now? Do you know how sad and pathetic I am? How <laughs> dare you, sir? Well, let, let me explain it to you. <laughs> but and that is such a great thing right there that you said because there are so many of these situations in life where we get stuck on these little, you know, things over and over again, instead of figuring out how can I fix this? Here's another one that I've been running into over and over again. Or am I just say, just accepting the situation instead of letting those feelings go and being like, dude, why am I getting mad for I having won't. to wait 30 seconds? I want to make a right time. Okay. Gotcha. I want to make a right. Gotcha. Well, I can be free. Buy a shotgun. That is, that'll get people out of your a way. Second solution. I've played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what you're saying makes sense. Now I have an issue where if I'm in the gym and somebody stands in front of me in between the mirror. Like, I feel like a dick because I do want to look at myself in the mirror, but obviously everybody does. There's mirror everywhere. Well, that's what the mirrors are for at the gym. Sure, I yeah, agree. That's the idea. But do you ever have that where you're using the mirror and somebody stands in front of you, even if they're not working out, they just kind of stand in front of you? Does that do anything to you? Yeah, there is a little buzz that I get. It doesn't enrage me, but I remember the last time I, I was at the gym. I want to claw your eyes. There was a, the last time I was at the gym, I was on a machine, and every time this guy would get up from the bench, would take two steps to his right and stand directly in front of me. It's like, dude, you could, you could jog back and forth and not get in my way. You are purposely standing there. This is harder than you just sitting down where you were. Exactly. You're, you're, you're you're putting exactly. an effort to fuck me over here, but now here's my thing. Sir, you look tired. Yes. Take a seat. <laughs> you know what I have started? Because I would sit and it's so, again, this sounds so stupid. Like that would bother me so much. My mm. ego gets so involved that I'm like, how could this happen to me? Yeah. You know what I've started doing before any of that stuff happens? Just be like, Hey, do you care if I use this mirror? Nobody's had a problem with it. Mm. It has completely erased that problem from my life. And maybe one point somebody will be like, yes, I do care if you use that mirror. But until that day, this is a lot easier, man. I think I'm just going to start looking for solutions like this in my life. I, I don't, and that's beautiful. Thank you. And that's called using your voice. Very important, respectfully. There, that's one way of doing it. <laughs> if you ever do come upon the situation where you ask, excuse me, do you mind if I use this mirror? And somebody says, yes, I do mind. I need to know what their follow-up action is. Do they just stand there and guard that space? That better be a big-ass dude. Do they follow you around every time you sit at a machine? They just stand directly in front of you? <laughs> I must know what the next action well, is. I, you know, I've worked at a bar for over 20 years. I have seen one time oh, where, yeah. oh, where, yeah. where people said, hey, this old woman, hey, could you move down? It's the universal thing. If yeah. somebody asks you to move down, you have to do it. Sure. No matter how comfortable you are. Well, not necessarily. Go ahead, finish your story. She said, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I like this one. It's already warmed up. My ass print is already here. Uh -huh. I'm good. Didn't move. People stood. And, and so what? There was one seat to her left and one seat, one to, seat her right? to her left. One seat to her right. Oh, She's you, right down the middle. You sit in the left seat. I sit in the right seat. And then we just lean across <laughs> her and just shout at each Let's other. Let's see if we could scream <laughs> through her ears. That would make me happy. Depression index. No one cares. You what don't know the what depression do, index is, is, is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, what the fudge is going on with you, bro? Not much, man. I'm going to jump right into my theme because this is what's been going on the last couple of weeks. 
Trying new things, Ryan. Trying new things, which I guess ties into take yourself out of your comfort zone. I just finished my stand-up classes week five. We finished on Friday. I did my final show, which we talked about last week. And uh, this past week, uh, taking over for the stand-up classes, I am now doing improv classes. And it is, I want to continue this thing of pushing myself to be creative and learning um, or meeting new people. And I've really seen a, uh, a return on my investment in terms of relationships. Now, when I go into this club, I am now saying what's up to people by name. I am now addressing literally over a dozen people in this community and they know me by name. And, I, and maybe that's, it's coming off as a little childish, like, oh, these people know my name, but it feels really good to walk into a place that I want to be and everybody knows my name. And it's not a bar, which is, which really helps. Norm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This isn't cheers. Well, I think that it is, at the end of our life, what is it that really means something to us? I, I, I would imagine having never died that I can remember, it comes down to relationships, right? It, it comes down, to, sure, you wanna be able to, you know, know where your next drink of water is coming and all of those, you know, extremely, you know, important things that help you live, but other than that, what is there other than just the connections that you've made in your life? And that for you, having, you know, kind of been off by yourself for isolate so long. Isolate is the word, isolate. Uh, you yeah. know, finding those things and connecting with people over things that you have shared in, in interest is a really awesome thing. Definitely. And it's and it's really cool to be, like I said, in this community where, because I, I do a pretty good job of like when I meet people, I'm fairly friendly and I can connect with people pretty easily. But all the places I was doing the connecting or a lot of the places I was doing the connecting were unhealthy atmospheres, a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, a lot of places like that. Um, to be in this position where it's people just there for the creative side. Nobody's getting fucked up. Nobody's there, you know, trying to destroy themselves with alcohol. Sounds boring. It's just people who are, who are just pushing themselves in a creative manner. And to be ingratiated in that scene is just, I, I'm able to take a step back mentally and just appreciate what it is that I'm a part of. It feels nice to be known. And, and even like you said with the bar, I've been working at this bar now for two, two years. And of course, that's got a lot of negative connotations to it and a mm -hmm. lot of really heavy energy over there. But it does feel nice to be appreciated. It does feel nice for people to come in and know you and, and all of that stuff. But that's building relationships. And and when I said a bar, I meant actually going to bars. When you're a bartender and you get regulars, you develop those relationships. I don't want to hang out with those drunks. You've hung out with regulars yeah, I before. Know. I'm a drunk too. What's <laughs> up, guys? Uh, so having said all of that, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and, and, and putting yourself in positions that may be uncomfortable but will help us grow as people is such... cowboy. Is such... That will help us grow as people. Sure. That is very true, sure. but in a different sense. Yep. Uh, so this week I am at a, I'm at a neutral five, right? Oh, Tyler, right. we'll go ahead and spin One, that two, thing. three, four, five. Oh. Fingers I have left. That uh, that one went on long. Not, not your answer. I was talking about my last little uh, spin there. Gotcha. Um, get it up. Mm -hmm. Not in an insulting way. Tyler, for some reason, and perhaps these are illusions of grandeur, perhaps this is something that I am put on this planet to do, there's something that interests me so much, and, and I think that we've talked about it on the show, I think that we've talked about it off the show, mm -hmm. about where I started off my life in a religious place, and then I left that and went into a scientific place, and I never really left that, but then I went into like a spiritual place. And what I noticed where I think I really paid attention in all of those different times in my life is that I think that so much of those things while using completely different terms to describe things very often are describing the same thing. What do you think about that? Could you give me an example? I'm having a hard time following that. Well, like people think that religion and, and science are the antithesis of one another. Mm. What if they are trying to explain the same thing through different nomenclature? Just the idea like, and I'm just throwing something off the top of my head because I don't even want to go straight to what I'm talking about here. Like, at first there was the word, right? Isn't that the first, you know, words of the Bible? You're the Bible reader. How could I, how should I know? You bite your tongue. <laughs> dare you call me that? I think that's the first word. So okay. what is a word? A word is an actual a sound, a vibration yeah. coming from your cords, mm -hmm. it, which makes a sound and comes out of your mouth. Air pressure. Yeah. What is the Big Bang? 
an extreme vibration where they think all matter came from. What mm. if those are telling, and I know maybe I'm somebody's listening to this and they're like, wow, you're really stretching it, but just- I know I am. For, could you stop that? It's very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> you should get that looked at, Tyler. That's the only thing that makes me feel whole. That's Apollo for sure. <laughs> it makes me feel whole. So again, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe it's two different languages trying to describe the same thing. What if stronger Kegel muscles, wait, let me, let me rephrase this. Let me, what if your Kegel muscles are your root chakra? What if strength, what are the benefits of strengthening your Kegel muscles? They tell you to do it all the time. Stops you from peeing and shitting in your pants when you get older, but also, oh, that's what that's it, for. yes, anytime oh. again, what I'm looking at here, Tyler, you need to do more <laughs> of that. Um, but what I would tell you is it also helps with the way that you hold your body up. It mm -hmm. helps with your, um, it helps with your- Posture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It helps with your posture. It, what if your Kegel muscles are your root chakra? What if those are two terms that describe the same thing? Uh, it's an interesting thought. The problem is, is that until science agrees with it, there will always be that debate. And there will always be those people who question. Sure, and we will never be able to prove anything. I mean, almost- Well, I don't know about that. Tyler, science is what we think right now. We used yeah. to think that the universe rotated around the earth until we figured out more. Science is just our best theory. Agreed, but that doesn't mean that in the future we can't prove that those two things, as you just said, are accurate. I'm saying that science, as we progress, because right now we are so ignorant as people. The science that we know- AI will save us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely save us. Mm -hmm. But but what if, and that's just an arbitrary example, science starts to confirm these things that religion tells us? For sure. I, and in, uh, again, we're, we're getting caught in the weeds here. I'm just saying that I do believe that perhaps there's a connection between these two things and these people that are arguing spirituality or science, things that are bigger than what we understand or everything is exactly what we see. What if this stuff is very often overlapping and crossing over and telling us the same stories and we're just too ignorant to see that. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think science is very much fact-based and very show me what you got, where religion is very much the feeling that I have about this thing. Agreed. So science, when religion was was becoming a thing, we didn't really have science. Nobody knew what an atom was. Nobody knew where the sun went at Leeches, night. Tyler. <laughs> All you need is leeches. I, I don't even know if they were using those yet. Leeches from the leeches. <laughs> and so all people had to go was, how do I feel about this thing? And there is an argument to be made about people being able to tap into certain feelings and certain, uh, uh, dare I say, wavelengths that we can't anymore because of all the fact-based things that we believe these days. And I totally agree with everything. That, and I totally agree with everything that you just said. But I also know that at some point, if we can stop from completely annihilating ourselves, people will look back on us at this time and think exactly the same thing. Those those plague doctors who wore the big bird-like mask, mm -hmm. that was science. They thought if you breathed from further away, you wouldn't get the bubonic plague. But man, did those masks look cool as Terrifying. hell. <laughs> Terrifying. And they're, they're pretty kick-ass. Yes, bird man, I would very much like you to look at this boil on me. <laughs> I am at a three this week. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, and that's just advancement. Anytime we advance, uh, we you can always look back and go, bro, what the fuck were we thinking back then? No matter Absolutely. how advanced you are at any point Absolutely. in time. Absolutely. And I just, for whatever reason, these things, I have a note in my phone that is saved where I have these different things um, that, that seem to sync up like, and maybe I'll go through some of them in the future, but what if your root chakra is really just your Kegel muscles? What if your third eye is just your pineal gland? Mm -hmm. Is that possible? I think it's absolutely possible. There you go. All right, Tyler, let's move on. How far? I are also we? think it's possible that you're a kook, Ryan. I am a dude. I'm losing it. Now here's what I have. Uh, and you, 33 minutes, by the way. Okay. I have. My most racist cartoons. I got another little tiny thing. God, and, I love those. And we got GBI. So tell me what you want to do. Uh, doesn't matter. Do you want to end with your? Well, we should. Should we take a break? Then do the other two on the second half, or do you want to do one right now? Let's go ahead and let's take a break. We'll come back and we will entertain you in the face. Mm -hmm. 
those guys. So he wait a minute. Kim Jong-il, your boy. So nobody's allowed to be <laughs> friends with Kim Il-jong or whatever his name is? It's Kim Jong-il. Yeah, like, I, heard, I heard it both and ways. Now I'm confusing myself, yeah. but you called him my boy. What the hell is that? Well, you know what? I have a soft spot in my heart. Now, I, do I agree with everything that every one of my friends, what they do? Of course not. You hate. I'm rooting for you. Room. Kim Il Jong. No, not, Don't say that. No, not what he's doing. He's doing all the bad things. I, I'm rooting for him to pull out of this tailspin. I'm hoping that he can learn from his mistakes. Is that so wrong? Now, now, do I condone his behavior? Weird Absolutely to, not. Weird place to place your flag. Those guys you hate. Red circle. So we're back here now. I moved back into kind of like where I used to live. And now I'm back at this gym. Do you mm -hmm. remember long ago that I told you about that lady at the gym who she works out in a really strange way and somebody said something bad about her online using my picture? That Vaguely. It's, it's, it's scratching a, a niche of some sort. This lady, this lady is 100% sure that I said something very insulting. Oh, that's her. right. And she came up and addressed it to you directly. And then you explained that's not me. And she did not believe it. I said to her exactly what I would say if it was me. Yeah, I, that's I, the problem. That's the problem. That's and the I, I looked her in the eyes and I'm like, I know you don't believe me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's not who I am. Yeah. And now I see her every day. Sure. Yeah. It's, you're basically saying, we're going to have to walk away from this conversation and you're going to believe I am guilty of this. I literally, I think I said that verbatim. Yeah. Like I, I said, I'm going to walk away now. I can tell you don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It really is. It hurts me. It, it's hard to explain to somebody that, that hey, that's not who I am, even though they have no idea, have no idea. who and you are. And that's how everybody is. We all know you. That's, that's what's not going. true. Everyone. If you are somebody who, who talks shit about the way somebody looks in general, but especially somebody at the gym trying to better themselves. Now she works out in like a unnecessarily look at me way, which is totally fine. Uh -huh. I bet you I do too. So oh, I I, she's in great shape, I assume. She is an old, I'd say she's about 70 years old and she does almost like a gymnastic thing where she's swinging back and forth oh, wow. and she's up and she's doing this and she's over there. And well, if she's that old and- If I was and, online, I'd talk mad <laughs> shit. I got to put my photo up first, though. I need her to know who's sure, talking crap. Yeah. But if she's doing that, it's like it's like uh, people that I think of primarily women who are who are older and they're doing like yoga and they're doing these crazy poses. Dude, her workout is crazy hard. That's what I'm saying yeah. is she can do that because she's been doing it for so exactly long. right. And I and I'm just I'm I wanted to tell her I'm not an online person. <laughs> I'm not an online person. But she doesn't fucking know. Nah. All right. Do you want to do GBI and then I'll racist it? Yeah, I think we should end on racism. Let's I think go. that's the best way sure. to do it. We should, we should have started on racism and ended on racism. A little racist <laughs> book nook. I was going to say a racist sandwich. Sure. I love it with us in the middle. I'll be the pickle. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, it's GBI. I pick three news stories, one good, one bad, one interesting. And, and, just, and then we talk about them. That is true. That is what this segment is. And just so people know, Tyler's going to edit in the sounds. For all you keeping track at home, he did not do it this week. <sighs> Radio we are, magic, we're, Ryan. We're going raw dog here, you're, so I hope we can. I hope this is still fun. You're breaking the magic of the moment. You're breaking the magic. Yeah, I forgive you, me. though. I won't tell anybody else. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let's all keep it between the millions of us, okay? <laughs> Don't tell Tyler I told you. Well, Ryan, for this good... We're going out to Denver. You've been to Colorado, right? Home of the Illuminati. You, that's true. That's yep. true. Denver in an airport, airport for some sure. reason. Shaped like a swastika. Uh, you've been to Colorado before. Sure. Did you enjoy your time? I did not have as nice of a time as I would have liked to because I was going to Pueblo. And if people don't know what Pueblo <laughs> That's is. That's not a real place. It's gray and it's sad and it, they don't have stoplights there. It's just weird. Sure, they're not putting those on the posters to get people to travel. I wanted Aspen. This is not Aspen. <laughs> Well, that's where they send all the garbage. So Aspen, Aspen can be pretty. Yes. I, <laughs> it's the drop off point. Well, Ryan, Colorado specifically Denver is doing a really beautiful thing. They have opened back in 2018, but this is an update. Back in 2018, they opened a recovery high school. It's the only one in the state and it is one of 48 amongst in the country. And it, as you can imagine by the name, uh, this school brings in children or should I say high schoolers who have addiction problems, who have emotional problems, who have 
mental issues. So when you say recovery, you're talking about recovering people. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and it's these people, it's a, a school only of about a hundred kids so far. And they come in and every morning they get together in the auditorium and there's always a different theme, much like my depression index. They bring uh, something with them to discuss. Okay. And this la- the most recent one, as was written here in this, uh, oh, excuse me, 43 of them nationwide. And they get together in the auditorium. And this one, this week was all about recovery and addiction and mental health. And so these students can come together and they basically recover simultaneously. They help each other to recover and they're in this very welcoming environment. It's hard when you're in normal high school because you get all this judgment, but when you're in one of these recovery high schools, nobody can make fun of you for recovering because they too are recovering. Well, can I say (laughs) before we even move forward, luckily that all ends when high school is over. Am I right? Thank God. The high school doesn't perpetuate on and echo into existence forever. But I will argue that the earlier you get to these sorts of solutions, the better it is. Waiting until you're like 60 to start working on your mental health while it is- That's my plan. It's always always a positive no matter what age you are, but never the, too late. The earlier you get at it, the better it is. Of course, I I, I would love and, and I, I you know I've meditated with my son as he grew up, and, and it's not something he does now, but hopefully he comes back to it one sure. day. And he mm-hmm. got a taste of it. He knows what's up. It's a little taste. Yeah, but first one's free. And once and once those mental health issues start building up, he, he'll he'll come back. Sure, don't you worry. Sure. And if not, I'll throttle him <laughs> until he meditates. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, quoted here. They give you a lot of accountability. It's something the students wanted. Um, Castillo, the principal, rela- or excuse me, Castillo, the student, relapsed, and school staffers helped her get into rehab. Uh, three months later, she was back at school in recovery, ready to do some work. I think when you have a soft landing place and you have people who are trusting you, very often if somebody gives you responsibility, it makes you want to earn that responsibility. Yeah. This sounds like a pretty healthy place for them all to be. Definitely. I wish you a speedy recovery. For sure. And it says the school's mission is to help kids learn to live a substance free life while receiving an education. Wow. This includes everything's a, a substance. Attending substance. You know what I'm saying. Johnny, are you drinking water? <laughs> Is that milk? Is that hydrogen and two oxygen? Uh, this includes attending recovery meetings and wellness activities and taking traditional high school classes like English, math, and Espanol, Ryan. Did you say meth? It's actually two hydrogen and one oxygen. I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't leave that. Oh, thing. thank God yeah, for the I clarification. Know, I know, I know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was about to have to go to substances. Uh, that's great. That's yeah. great. I, I Listen, the more place where people are being understood, the better. I don't think there is a cutoff for that. And I will just uh, throw in a national survey from the Monitoring, monitoring the Future Project uh, conducted by the University of Michigan uh, Research Center. They say that in 2022, nearly a third, one in three of 12th graders and one in five of 10th graders reported using an illicit drug that very year. One in three 12th graders. That's insane. What's an illicit drug? Marijuana, cocaine, heroin. Yeah, I would imagine just a hard drug of some kind. I would imagine weed is a part of that as well, though. Sure, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, illicit, but still, uh, one in three. That's you know, that's uh, yeah, it is really saying something. Why? Why are we driven to just get fucked up all the time? If you'll forgive my nomenclature, it is a survival. Every time I've said nomenclature on this show, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Makes you sound smart. Sure, uh, it's it's a it is a survival mechanism in our body. It is these people. I don't know what they're dealing with specifically, but whenever we are buried under the weight of whatever the pressure is mental health in some form, we need some form of escape. It's either escape or die. It's one or the other. Okay. And I, li- dr- I, li- I like that as the name of the show. And, and drugs give us that escape, even though it may add on to our problems even yeah, more. I'll deal with that later. Exactly. Sure. In the future. But I'm right, fine now. right now, it gives me relief. And that's all that matters. You're I in, that. You're in so much panic and so much pain. It's, I don't care what the future holds. Please give me some relief now. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I mean, at least that's why I do drugs. I don't yeah, know what everybody, I the know, reason why And you else are is. fun as hell, Tyler. <laughs> when I'm on drugs. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, let's go into our bad. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Well, Ryan, like I said at the, at the top of the show, we are going to be discussing a politics. And there is no worse politics to be discussing in the United States right now, maybe other than Texas. Good old state of Florida, Ryan, our home state. We're a hotbed, Tyler. We're a hotbed for, hotbed th- for th- what? There's a lot of shit going on. What's in a hotbed, Tyler? Maggots? I assume maggots, decomp. 
Uh, yeah, we're a hotbed for political issues, and yep. uh, as, as one of my favorites says, a sunny place for shady people. That's a good way to put it. Sure. Very well well put. Uh, well, Governor Ronnie D. Ryan, Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. old, his, his buddies call him Ronnie D. Old Ronnie D. Uh, he quietly signed legislation just this past Thursday, yesterday as a matter of fact, that would ban almost all abortions after six weeks in Florida. And all, now, what is the average time for somebody to notice that they are pregnant? About six weeks. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. guys, we need you to pack it up. We got to get lunch, and then we got to get over to the... This... Did you want to finish the, the abortion the clinic? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was implied. Uh, yeah, it, it basically, while it's still technically six weeks are allowed to have an abortion, it ostensibly bans abortion in Florida. And, and they had just canceled that. There's a the, the abortion pill. They're, well, they're fighting against that right, right. now. Where, where, well, they got canceled, but then they tried to repeal it through the Supreme Court. And there's yep. just all sorts of stuff going on. And I'm bringing this up so you know that I am also reform, informed. That's, I'm not just some beautiful dummy. You nailed it. Thank you. Well, he uh, signed the measure just hours after the legislature, which is, you know, we're pretty much a Republican state, uh, passed it Thursday afternoon. But he didn't announce it publicly until 11 p.m. Yeah. It's like a news dump when people sure. put it at like, you know, what is it? Uh, Sunday night or something like that. When did they do it? I thought it, it was Friday. Or Friday or whatever, night, whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's doing it out of out of the sight of everybody, mm-hmm. trying to hope that it goes un- unnoticed. Well, I mean, he did it regardless. And the, and the reaction is going to happen no matter what. Uh, but he's, he quotes, this is right from uh, G- Governor DeSantis, we are proud to support life and family in the state of Florida. I applaud the legislature for passing the Heartbeat Protection Act. That's a great name if I you like want to. Yeah, Heartbeat I like Protection that. Act. I like heartbeats. <laughs> Who doesn't? Sure. I've been doing that my whole life. Uh, that expands pro-life protections and provides additional resources for young mothers and families. Yeah, he's now, a character, that guy. He really is. Character is a great name, a great word for him. Now, if I, and I, I should have uploaded it so I could send it to you. If you know how whenever these guys sign the, the bills, they always take a, a photo op with people around them. Mm-hmm. If you could see the fucking white bread that this man is surrounded by of all forms and clans, but all white ones, y- you would, well, you would not be surprised. Just one specific clan. A very specific clan. And, and that's, I mean, that's who's at, in power, isn't it? Old white men? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he got, you know, he's got the ladies up there. He's got, I see a couple kids over there, okay. you know? It's, Good on him. it's families, Good Ryan. On him. It's families. So this is just another, dare I say, attack on on women. And, and really, I think more than, than uh, attack on women, I think it specifically just comes down to control. You, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. You said attack on women. It's attack on all of us. Yeah. If you stand with women and you are in some form of a relationship, be it romantic, if you have a mom, uh, you are being affected by this. You are. It, it is just to control your basic privileges and mm-hmm. your, dare I say, freedoms. Yeah. And there is something to be said about how uh, birth rates are dropping. They are, they are, dare I say, plummeting. Uh, the younger generations don't have interest in having kids, uh, generally speaking. And there is something to be said. Well, that seems overstated, but it's just slowing down. No, 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 no. I mean, they are dropping dramatically from one generation to another. Really? Because, I mean, yeah, think about it. We can when, review. When, when boomers were, were uh, our age... They, the world was their oyster. Yeah, you had 15 that. kids. You had that that post World War II economy, baby. We you had, had a World War. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming. Thank you. It's coming. <laughs> Thank you, Russia. <laughs> uh, but now, do you know how many times I hear, oh, "Why would I want to bring a kid into this world? Yeah. What am I? What am I leaving them?" The government will give you a lot of cash. Government will give you a lot of cash for what? Having a kid. Is that true? Sure. Is that still true? Oh yeah. We can review. Okay, we can review. Yeah, I gotta go. Have a kid. I'll be right back. (laughs) Give me a minute. This shouldn't take long. (laughs) All right, Ryan, let's jump into our interesting. Interesting and entertaining. (laughs) All right. Now this one, we're still talking about politics. This one's disheartening. It's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. Um, Justice, Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas. You know this man? Uh, he's been in my life for most of it. Yeah, yeah. He's got that Tom Selleck mustache to a certain degree. Um, he has failed to report that he has been receiving donations from a billionaire, pro-Republican billionaire, for many years, Ryan. 
just like I said, man, at the very top of all of this, older black men are in control of everything. It's just crazy. They <laughs> that just have, do that have very super rich white friends. Just, oh, well. <laughs> That's I mean, I don't even want to touch that. Yes, continue, Tyler. Well, uh, just as Clarence Thomas, he failed to disclose a 2014 real estate deal he made with a GOP mega donor. The deal involved the sale of three properties in Savannah, Georgia that were owned by Thomas and his relatives to the mega donor Harlan Crow, uh, which said that tax and property records showed that Crow made the pur purchases through one of his companies for a total of $133 thousand dollars do you have to claim that is that do we have to pay taxes on this and it wasn't just that he went on all sorts of crazy vacations he did i mean this this clarence thomas what's going on over here buddy he has been on his this dude's mega yacht countless times this guy's got mega everything yeah oh, dude he's, he's, he's mega man yeah <laughs> That, that tickled me because I'm just such a fan. You remember Mega Man? <laughs> of course I remember uh, Mega Man. Overrated. What? Yeah. Oh, how dare overrated. you? Overrated. You had me and then you ruined it. You know it. who I liked was the characters. The characters were cool, but how many times would I spin into a freaking ball? What is this, Metroid? I don't know what to do with All that. my gamers out there know what I'm talking about. Are you just flexing your gaming knowledge right now? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Mario. Uh, yeah, so he is—he's been given—he's um, flown on his on his private jets. He has gone on his mega yachts. He has been given gift upon gift upon. He's doing gift. all these things that you could argue makes him less than impartial. Is very much that's, so. That's the problem here. People very hear this much and they so. say, "So what? Somebody at the top is getting you know fattened on you know somebody else's dollar." That's the way that it works. One hand washes the other. The problem is this guy is supposed to be impartial. Absolutely, and, and that's the thing. After Watergate happened, a law was passed that said anybody who took any Supreme Court uh, justice that took a donation of over one thousand dollars, it had to be claimed or or um, reported. Mm -hmm. So far. Uh, Clarence Thomas has not reported on any of these things. Again, we're talking real estate. We are talking trips around the world. He took a trip that if you or I, or excuse me, he was given a trip on these mega yachts, on these jets, through, I, I believe it was either Malaysia or the Philippines, that if you or I was to take this and pay out of our own pocket for all these amenities, it would be half a million dollars for just one of us. And, and do you, just like me, do you picture him sitting on the Lido deck wearing his full judge's robe? <laughs> like I am now. He's got like a summer bestseller, but also the gavel. Right? He's, he's like, still holding the gavel. He's holding the gavel and he's like pulls the robe up to get some sun on his legs. Do you have that the same? I do now. Okay. I do right. now and I'm happy I do. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, this is interesting, but man, it's it's sad because you can't trust any, can you trust anybody? Not anymore. Yeah. You not can't anymore. trust anybody. And I'm not doing show shtick here. No, like, no, no, there's no. nobody who's above reproach aside from you and me well i think that's true yep. we could trust each other sure. and ourselves get our gavels tyler well and the problem is i think that oh god if we had gavels we'd just be using them the a entire time absolutely and, and that's the problem is there is there are so few absolutes out there there is not a question in my mind that there are people in government uh democrat um, democrats and republicans that want to solve these issues that want to make life better for their constituents, that's their fucking job. But they are so drowned out by the money. And forget drowned out, I bet they're being actively run out because if you are unscrupulous and there's some freaking Dudley do-right over yeah. here trying to like do this the way that it's supposed to be done, who gives a shit about the little people? Uh, then they'll they'll get you out of there. You, you're, you're not playing the game, you're done. I mean, that's, do you I, I assume. Do you remember uh, his name was Madison uh Cawthorn or Crawthorn, something like that. It was the the Republican congressman in the wheelchair. Do you remember him? No. It, it, regardless, he was an aspiring congressman. He was, you know, known nationwide. And then one day decided to just say out loud, oh yeah, all these uh, Republican congressmen are inviting me to their orgy and cocaine parties. Just said it out loud, gone within the week. Within the week, the dude was gone. You blew your eyes wide shut <laughs> moment, you shithead. <laughs> Would you want to go to one of those eyes wide shut parties? Who am I going with? I Who's inviting well, me? I, how can I tell? They're wearing those little <laughs> tiny masks. I don't know what the fuck. If I'm being invited by congressmen, absolutely not. Why not? Are, they look like deflated tires. I don't want any part well, who, of that. Who am I going to put this coat rack inside of? <laughs> but if you, if you tell me that I'm getting invited by- Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise? 
uh, during Eyes Wide Shut sure, years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I will let Tom Cruise during that era talk some Scientology to me if that means I get to, you know. Sick as duck? Put it in him. Sure. Yeah. I so. like it. So, yeah. And that, Ryan, is GBI. And that just happens to be where we are. You know, it's. I think it's been so many decades of corruption since the 80s. I mean, probably beyond or before that. But I'm saying, I, I think what why, MK Ultra, baby. Why? No, no, no. But when I say that, I mean financial corruption. It really hit its uh, its stride right in the 80s. But yeah, I mean, from Edward Bernays to World War II, it has been so many different steps along the road that led us here. But over these last few decades, we have really seen it go downhill. Well, we're now reaching the conclusion of all yeah. of those steps that were made at the very beginning. It seems like everybody got together with their wooden, wooden teeth and they're like, let's fuck these people over. And that's and they're nailing know, it. They're coming home to roost. They're nailing it. Fantastic. Yeah, to the people who decided to fuck everybody over, I mean, big old chef's kiss to your deployment of you. your plan. Sure. You nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Edward Bernays, I hope you're spinning over in heaven right now. By a spit roast. Yes. All right, Tyler, I am going to deliver a segment that we've done. This was actually on episode zero, believe it or not. And I wanted to figure out how to do it. I figured that this would be the best way. Let's talk about the first five of the top 10 most racist cartoons. Okay. You will see that I sent you five different emails there, Tyler. Now, you want to start at one and work your way up to five, okay? I got you. So go ahead and open up number one. And while you're doing that, I am just going to tell you, here's the thing. This is back when I would just straight up write like a script for the show, mm -hmm. okay? There was no improv. This was all just, Tyler, you stand there and you watch me read this. So I am going to use this as a way to go over it. And what I'm going to do for each one of these first five, I'll finish it next week with the most racist cartoons of all time. I am going to read my favorite sentence from what I wrote. I mean, this is from four years ago when we were figuring out how to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, Tyler, have you ever heard of the censored 11? Have you ever heard of that term before? Are those the 11 episodes that they can't show on TV anymore? In 1968, United Artists decided to pull those specific 11 cartoons from broadcast Boo! because of the ethnic stereotypes that were depicted. Now, we're mm. talking about Warner Brothers. Now, we're talking about Disney. Now, we're talking about... That's it. That's pretty much the two yeah, big players yeah, in yeah. the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. So yep. number 10, education for death. Tyler, what is it that you're looking at there? 1943. And when, when I originally did Whoa. this, when I originally did this segment, I actually watched every single one of these. I sat down and watched all the cartoons. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, was it good? Education for death. What are you looking at? It's just one still. But yeah, I'm looking at three children. Uh, goose stepping. They have their hands up in the Nazi salute and they have their mouths open as if hailing uh, Hitler. And you even see the, the swastika or a taxi. on the chair inside. They're sure. in the building. Well, Tyler, <laughs> it's use your imagination. <laughs> Everything's always bad with you. Uh, and there is a clear swastika symbol uh, on the chair in the background. So they are in some form of Nazi school. Yes, they are. And, and what that is is Disney's most infamous war propaganda. It's it's weird to think of these, what we now think of child-like cartoons are existing during World War II and are being used as propaganda. Get them while they're young, man, absolutely. And and may I just say, there are three boys on the, on the screen here. Only one of them is blonde hair, blue eyes. Somebody should let these brown haired kids know Hitler don't want you, dog. They'll figure it out. Don't you worry about boy, that. Boy, oh boy. Now, it's it's the story of a boy being born in Nazi Germany and having all of the kindness and virtue basically eradicated from him systematically. Yeah. And here is my favorite sentence of what I originally wrote. I hate to say it, but it really made Nazis seem like jerks. It dehumanized Nazis. Huh. Imagine that. How about that? Imagine that. I was funny. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I was funny. If not for this cartoon, Nazis could be thought of in such glowing uh, ways. I just don't like the way that you guys made Nazis come off. Wait, let's hear their side of the argument. Number nine, Tyler. I wish I had a ding here or something. Mm -hmm. Let's see. 
I hate it when people can't think to bring their own sound effects to a show. No, that's just not. That is work. not. No, <laughs> definitely not a ding. It kind of works, doesn't it? Doesn't hold up. There number, you go. Number nine, Santa's Workshop, Tyler. Santa's Workshop, nineteen thirty-two. Go ahead and check that one out. Oh, you know, I I remember seeing this one when I was a kid. It is Santa uh, standing at his desk, and there's a little slide where the toys come down, so he could give it a, a look over. And there is a small little toy. Um, she's black. The, the little toy is black. The little toy and is... I, I assume she does some dancing or something like that? Well, what happens in this one, and the reason why I stick this one at number nine is because it's only a brief moment. And, and, and that's the thing. It, racism was so casual back in the day. You could just fling it around. We don't need a cartoon about racism. We could just put it in there whenever sure. we want to. Yeah. So what happens is a white doll comes down... Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, he, Santa teaches it how to say mama and then it stamps her butt. Okay. And she goes off. Okay. okay? Can we talk about that? Why are you touching little girls? butts, Santa, he's Santa, he's, he's in, you're right. It's probably not great. What does that mean? So, and here is the sentence that explains what happened here uh -huh. from the last one. A black doll flies down the chute, lands face first, gets up, and in a raspy voice yells, Mammy, and then stamps her own butt, all while Santa has a chuckle at some good old-fashioned racism. Nice. Can I just also acknowledge that Santa in this is white? Very. And I, I don't mean white as in beige. I mean white as in a fucking ghost. Yeah. Not even rosy cheeks, just white. <laughs> that is a good observation to make, Tyler. Number eight. And I think you will be familiar oh, with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1941, it is? Uh, those are the crows, the the racist crows. From? Uh, oh, you're going to have to tell me. From Dumbo. From Dumbo. The racist That's crows right. from Dumbo. Every This is probably the most famous one, I think. And, and I didn't know it as a kid. Obviously, I was a kid. I thought those crows were so cool, man. Well, they, had, they had attitude. They had personality. The reason why I put it so low in the list is because... They are actually the only ones that help out Dumbo. In my mind, they are the heroes of the movie. Mm. They're the only ones who back them up. Well, they're the ones who come over to the other side, so to speak, where they're very uh, judgmental and they question him. But then as soon as you see the elephant flying, they're the only ones that are willing to side with a flying elephant. I don't even remember that movie, if I could be honest. Dumbo and Charlotte's Web get completely mixed together mm. for me. Both of them, super dark. Number seven. Yeah. I, ag I agree Super with- Super dark. I agree with you 100%. I hate those old cartoons, man. Creepy as hell. When Dumbo has that LSD trip and he starts seeing the neon elephants like dance around him and shit, terrifying. 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 Number seven, Mickey's Man Friday, 1939. What are you looking at, Tyler? Uh, this one this one is uh, black and white and Mickey oh, is yes, standing is. there with a big old smile on his face and he is talking to- is that supposed to be a monkey? It's it's hard to tell. Well, um, what, what kind of animal is that? That character that Disney Wiki describes as monkey face. Yeah. Okay. There you is go. a tribal man, and Mickey stops the tribe from cannibalizing him. That's oh. how that's how they become friends. Well, good on White Mickey. Right. White yeah, Mickey saving his black friends. Saves Monkey Face. He names him and gives him a top hat. Does he call him Monkey Face? No, he calls him Friday. Is he? Oh, yes. okay. Okay. He saved Disney. Thanks for the name, White Man. I wonder why the tribal guy has a top hat on. That's well. And, <laughs> and then Friday gets to do a little tap dance, which is nice for him. Okay. It's The whole thing is kind of weird. Yeah. But again... Mickey befriends the African, sure. so it, it it really sure. some of these get a little a little spicy. Yeah, and yeah, it's finally a twinge of racism. Number six, a Warner Brothers character <sighs> named Uncle Tom. Oh my God! Now, are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're getting a little bit hairy. Holy Tyler. shit, man! Yeah. Now, are you familiar with the 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 term Uncle Tom? Um. Is an Uncle Tom a, a a black man who like befriends his white oppressors? A black man who who wants to be white. Okay, yeah, there you go. Right, there and I go. think you're actually probably closer to it than I am. Uh, apparently, calling a black man an Uncle Tom not not smiled upon. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could. So, what are you that. looking at? Well, it, it's a black man with a with a white beard, but the way. It's like literally the most one of the most stereotypical drawings of a black person you can do. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even know how to describe sure. it. It's, Just all the all the things that you're imagining in a in a black person stereotype. They've really turned that up. Yeah, like I can't give voice to it. All I know is my body is telling me that's wrong. 
Yes. Yeah. And now we're starting to get more towards the middle of the list. The reason why is now they're starting to have him do more racist things. He talks about how his bottom belongs to Warner Brothers. And at the very end, he buys his own freedom. And the narrator asks him how he did it. And all he does is roll dice at the screen. we're, We're starting to get more and more into the meat of it. That one's more kicking you in the in the butt with racism. And we only have five more that are a little bit more venomous than that. And that's on next week's show. I gotta tell you, I came into six. It, I came into it with such a such just excitement. Yeah. And and after it, I'm I'm I, I have a little bit less so. We have a tough time, Tyler. We have yeah. a tough time in this world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wonder Life. if you could find any modern versions of that. I, I I guess it would be audible. It wouldn't be visual. In it's terms just of pe- what? People saying racist stuff, but nobody's drawing that stuff anymore. What about this? Wow, congratulations! Oh, that's an Asian girl saying congratulations in a very uh, enthusiastic voice. What's racist about that? We're good? Oh, very good. Okay. My favorite sound on the show. Fantastic, Tyler. That makes me happy. Tell people how they can reach out and, and celebrate with us. <laughs> what are we celebrating? This congratulations. We can- oh, I thought you meant the end of racism. Oh, <laughs> we figured it out, guys. We're good. Uh, go to thoseguysyouhate.com and click on the buttons there that we have in front of you and subscribe on every screen you have. And then grab your phone, your friend's phone and then subscribe on their screen and then give them a homework assignment to go find their friend's phones and subscribe on yeah, just those screens. Make a daisy chain of all the technology in your life and just use yeah. it for us. Well, I was going to say, this is the pyramid scheme of podcasts. So sure. just make sure you know if you get two people to sell for you and then those two people get two people to sell for them it's it's you're not going to win anything but it's it helps us it's like stds but with with uh you know with a podcast can you elaborate on that you give it to two friends (laughs) and they give it to two friends you know what i'm sorry i asked (laughs) uh yes so go to those guys you hate uh thank you guys so much for your support we love you so very much hey amo tyler what's the moral of the story player i guess the moral of the story is they just don't do racism like they used to Ryan racism used to be it, it could it could be poetic and it could be it could be sing-songy and now it's just in your face with you know swastikas and and telling you how much they they hate you I wish I wish if we're gonna have racism I wish we could at least do it like they did in the past where you could draw a cartoon and it's supposed to be funny yeah it's not just directly in your face as you're trying to like shop exactly yeah. so moral of the story don't be fucking racist it's very simple to do don't be hateful Ryan what's the moral of the story Uh, the moral of the story this week is unleash your inner shame. Uh, You know, wade through some of these things. Express yourself to people that you trust and people that you care about. I think that maybe getting some of these things off of your chest can be very helpful. And um, maybe it's not so shameful as you as you led me to believe up until that that last thing. Yeah, that last thing you should have kept. That hurt, and I, I I regret doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are those guys you hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. Red circle. You can hear that I'm really giving that my all. It's Mm -hmm. not just something that I'm doing to make you smile. It's Mm -hmm. I'm doing it up here and you know that I mean business. I'm not. We just mic checked and Ryan's singing into the mic. (sighs) It's one of those days, Tyler. It's a little, it's a little later. One of what days? It's one of, it's one of those days where the world is coming to swallow us up. Have you noticed that we are having an arc like situation down here in Miami. We are having a, oh. a, a it's what it's a wet one, Tyler. Oh, an arc. You don't mean like a story arc. You mean an arc as in a boat. As in the lost indie, one of those satchels. Yeah. It's been wet, Tyler. It's been raining hard in a way that I am unaccustomed to, which is weird because we live in my jammy. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it has said to be the rainfall that we got down here the last few days. It is said to have been a once in a generation storm that we that we got out of nowhere 
Um, how many one in a generation storms can we get hit by? Are Usually they, one in a generation means you get the one and then you're good for your life. Does generation mean week now? <laughs> Is that where we are? It's, well, that's the that's the average uh, lifespan nowadays sure. with all these generation, storms. Generation, why not? I, yeah. I, it is a, it's a crazy time. And at least people are noticing now and we're slowing down and we're taking care of this planet, Tyler. Woo! Dodge that one. Tyler, I... I'm getting older. I don't know if you know this. I don't know. I haven't brought it up on the show all that often. I'm getting older, Tyler, and that's that's weird. Getting older is a strange thing. Yeah, yeah. From what your body and your mind do to the uh, awareness of mortality as you age and your body starts doing these different things and people start to die. It's a, it's a lot of things going on. Do you think about mortality in that way? Every day. Really? Every You, you think day. about when you will die? Absolutely. That's a fine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, see, I don't. I think about like on a day-to-day basis, hey, my body isn't healing in the way that I'm accustomed to or, you know, whatever little tiny thing. I don't remember that wrinkle under my left eye, but I don't think about the actual end of it all. That's probably not coming if I don't think about it, right? <laughs> it's like well, a little kid who closes his eyes when you're playing hide-and-go-seek. Well, I think that it's, it, it, it's, it's difficult to bring awareness to that because we don't want to think of the end. We want to think that this thing is going to go on forever. But I think to familiarize ourselves with the idea of death is a very healthy thing to do as a human being. I feel like I'm not afraid of death. Am I lying to myself? How would I possibly be able to answer that? Tyler, go get your gun. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's put this thing to the test. All this right, is the I, last podcast, everyone. I put it to the side of his head and he is wet as pants. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say he's lying. But you don't know that that's urine. <laughs> Um, so I am now at an age where when you're growing up on the phone, this is like a weird question, but maybe I'll be able to bring it all together at the end. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to your friends, hey, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a little while. What Do you need to take a text, Tyler? I am so sorry. It's okay. I There's mean, a, a business thing in our job that we don't acknowledge So then who are you about. texting if the job doesn't exist? Uh, uh, just a phantom uh-huh. shadow operative that is... Uh, so what job do you have? Is Are you in the mystery machine with the rest of Scooby-Doo? Uh, I don't want to uh, associate myself with those people because uh, it got shit on last time. Mm. I tried to do it stealthily and it You're didn't work. You're doing, and I, I'm I, done. I'm in no rush. And I'm done. I just How need, are you doing, audience? I, I just need for you to be part of this for You're me to feel You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So totally I, dick move. I am now at an age where, where, as I was saying, when you're growing up and you talk to friends that you haven't talked to in a while, what's up, man? What are you up to? You're even like, uh, you know, are you dating anyone? Are you married to anyone? I am now of the age where a common question is, where are you? Where are you? Like in the, in the continental United States, perhaps beyond. Like where do you live? Where do you live? If I huh. haven't talked to somebody in five years, oh, yeah. there's a really good chance they don't live in South Florida sure. anymore. They could, my, my friend group of when I was a child is spread out across America. Yeah, they were the smart ones. They got the hell out of Dodge while they still could. It really bums me out that you talk like that about our beloved Miami. I, hey, listen. Just because we're underwater doesn't mean that this is an unlivable place, Tyler. Just because it's more important that you look pretty than you can eat tomorrow doesn't mean that this is a... We probably should get out of here. You're yeah, right, actually, now yeah. that I'm thinking. But I look sexy while I'm you hungry. Look, that, look, at these rib, look at these rib bones that you could clearly see. I think that the ass implants was a, was a good purchase. I think you prioritize correctly. I get at least a five-inch lift when I sit down. <laughs> I'm not even going to joke with that. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Tyler, I have a new segment. And I want Ooh. to soft roll it out. You know what I mean? Is, okay. Am I saying that? A soft soft open? Uh, well, soft open is usually for like restaurants and stuff. But yeah, that, that could work you out. Know, is it's there, usually where you introduce your, your, bring your family and your friends in. Is there a game here? Okay. Um, let's just use the restaurant business because we're, we worked in it for so long. We're familiar with the nomenclature. The, the things in the restaurant business that seem most sexual, but they're just regular. I'll start the bidding at soft open. Anything there? What about a dry Caesar? Does that do anything for you? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Oh, well, that sounds just terrible. Try just try it. The sauce is what makes it. Cat, get on this. You're, Dressing, this, is, excuse me. this is right in your department. Sure. So I have this new segment. Mm-hmm. I want to try it out here on the pregame. A little soft open. Tell me what you think. I even found some new music for it. It takes me a long time to find this. How long did you uh, did it take to make something like this? It's just to scour this, to scour the internet, to find something that you want, learn how to play the trumpet. Uh, It's impressive. It takes a while. It's impressive. It it takes a while. I was wondering where that horn sound was coming from. (laughs) We need more cowbell, Tyler. All right. This is called 
Big Time Bummer, okay? This is a segment called Big Time Bummer. This is something that happens to me, and it seems to me like this is a big time bummer. Tell me if you agree with this. Is this this game going to make me sad? Big time bummer, Tyler. Okay. Okay, you know when you're sending somebody a slew of texts, like you're getting something off your chest, your text, 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 or do you, are you an all-in-one texter, or do you kind of text your thoughts one at a time? If it's a serious conversation, all-in-one, if I'm having a good time, then the thoughts will just come out as they please. Just so you can get your shit together, yeah. so you can yeah. set it up the way that you want to. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, well, and, and when I'm having a good time, it doesn't matter at how frequently the texts come in, we're, we're laughing, we're joshing. Sure. When you're serious, it's important to get all the facts right there so they can just take it all in at once. That's a very serious text. Sure. Right, right. Sure. When you're getting a couple paragraphs with a space in between them, yeah. that's never good. Yeah. Nobody's telling you so, like how much they like you in that fashion. No. So when you're sending a, a group of texts, they all show up one underneath another, right? Mm. And then you put it down. Maybe you're talking to someone for the first time or you know, you're know, you in the middle of a text conversation that means something to you. And then about a minute later, you think of the perfect text to end it. So you're like, oh shit. So you go back, you send the perfect text and it goes back to the, the group of texts, but it's just a little further away than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. That's a big time bummer. It seems like you're conspiring. Like you've been thinking about me this whole time. You put your phone down, you just sat there staring at it. Uh-huh. If you want to text me, just text me. That is a big time bummer. Conspiring. I think you're overthinking Am this. Am I overthinking this? I think this? you might be overthinking this. Tyler. I think I think you're 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 assuming what the other person's thinking simply by <laughs> the length of distance between the texts. I That's a big jump, buddy. Okay, you're right. <laughs> But I guarantee that there are other people out there that are where I am, where you're just trying to make it seem- That's ca- not a good argument. How is that an argument? I guarantee. There are other arsonists out there. I'm not the only one in here burning buildings there down. There are thousands of people as vain as me. I guarantee it, Tyler. Right in. Thoseguysyouhate.com if you know what I'm talking Tell about. Tell us how handsome you are. <laughs> All right, let's do the show. 